0: Okay, so I hope you've got your pen and paper ready. Um, What I want you to do, first of all, is to take a couple of minutes. We're going to put the pause screen on so that you can take a couple of minutes just to um, write an inventory, a bit of an inventory of how you've been thinking or feeling in the last couple of weeks. Any words that you've got, any phrases that you've got, uh, just take a moment to just write down some things. It doesn't need to be particularly eloquent or anything like that. just want you to capture some of the internal things that have been going on with you in the last couple of weeks. So we're going to have a, a brief pause screen. Come up now. We're going to pause the live stream while you do that. So go, write, enjoy. See you in a couple of minutes. OK, welcome back. Uh, so I don't know what you've written down there, but I, I had this message planned uh, from a while back. and had it all ready to go and I suddenly felt I had to change what I was going to say uh, late on Friday. So <laughs> this is this is late. But I, I just realized that a lot of us are going through some pretty hard times at the moment. And so I felt like I needed to talk about surviving hard times. And uh, so the sort of things that people have been saying to me and the sort of things I imagine you've written down on your bit of paper are things like frustrated, uh, depressed, frightened, uncertain, trapped. Any of these words might describe some of what you're going through at the moment as the world, it seems, lurches from one crisis into another. We're living through a global pandemic, just in case. You haven't noticed uh, big changes in the way that we live. Our daily lives are threatened with economic uncertainty, political and social confusion and a whole lot of uncertainty about the future. And then there are the personal traumas some people are living with at the moment from the loss of connection with family and friends to the more permanent losses in tragic circumstances And, you know, if I hear that word unprecedented again, I mean, is it just me or has that word completely lost its meaning at a time when unprecedented is now mostly precedented? Um, I mean, there is good news. There's a vaccine on the way, but I think it's clear that this is going to take many more months to see the effects of this working out. So we've got a way to go yet. And even if you do find working from home a breeze and spending all that extra time with the kids an absolute joy, I've been wondering how are we all going to get through this next few months and come out the other side? What does it mean to survive hard times and what does the Bible have to say to us in times like these? And, you know, this time of the year, we often start with a prophetic message or something like that for the year. Well, here you go. I've got 10 words, prophetic words, for you today. And I think some of them are going to be very prophetic for you. So I don't know what you wrote on your piece of paper, but make a column down the right-hand side, because I want you to write down the word that most contradicts the feeling or the thought that you wrote down. And maybe come back to it. Later, because, or, and listen to that section of the talk again, because I'm going to lead you through it. I'm going to lead you through some declarations. I'm going to lead you through some prayers as well as we go along. That's the plan, anyway. So I just want to pray that God will speak to us, that He'll set us free, that He'll bring healing and peace to us, and shepherd us this morning as He does through our whole lives. So Father. Will you come, good shepherd, will you come and walk with us right now? Will you walk with us through this morning? Will you shepherd our hearts, shepherd our lives, shepherd our souls, come and bring healing, bring it, come and bring release and encouragement to us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Of course, we know that Jesus never promised that life would be easy. Actually, he said, in this world, you are going to have trouble. He never said that it would be easier for his followers than for everybody else. He said we were going to have to take up our cross to follow him. And he also said that the advance of his kingdom would be forceful, driven by forceful men and women, which doesn't sound especially easy either. But he also said that he would never leave us and that nothing could ever separate us from his love or relationship with him. And Paul even has written a list of things indicating that maybe he's, he's pushed the boundaries on all these things and tried them out in his life. And he writes in Romans chapter 8, he says, who shall separate us? What? Or who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword, or coronavirus... So I want to say this to you. Here's the first prophetic word. We were made for this. (laughs) We are here for this. We are here for such a time as this. Each of us in the world living, working and raising our families at a time like this. Because God's always known what was going to happen. And he also knows that we are part of the solution. Okay? Say that to yourself. I I'm part of the solution. I'm going to get you to do lots of things like that this morning. Just say that I am part of the solution. All of which means we can expect not only to survive this time, but to thrive and even have bread left over from this experience that we can share with other people. Now, I'm going to assume in going through these Ten quick words uh, that you already have the basics in place, that you're already in relationship with Jesus, that you're already full of the Holy Spirit, that you're reading the Bible regularly and spending time with him. Okay. so these 10 words that I have for you, and there are probably more of them, but these are the 10 words I've come up with this morning. Ten words to survive hard times. And it starts with the first word, number one control. This is the first word. I mean, feeling out of control is one of the key reasons for anxiety. But you know, there will always be some things that we can't control. We can't always control other people. We can't always control what happens to me, what happens in the world around me. But we can always choose to control how we respond to the world around us. And I was saying a bit of this last week about the difference between our external world over over which we have very limited control and my internal world which I can control with the help of the Holy Spirit because my body is a temple of his spirit and he is a spirit of self-control. I love that verse in uh, 2 Timothy 1.7 where Paul says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. But he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of self-control or self-discipline. So we control what we can control. What do we do with everything else? Well, Peter tells us what to do. He says, humble yourself (laughs) under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety. That means literally throw it at him because he cares for you. So that's the first word for you, control. And I want you to say this with me now, that I am in control. (laughs) I am not out of control. I control what I can control, and I give the rest to God who is in control. Holy Spirit, come and fill me and be the governor of who I am on the inside, in Jesus' name. So you might have to rewind that and play that back again and pray it over uh, some time a bit later on, as with each of these. That's the first word, control. Number two, hope. And Ruth so helpfully brought a prophetic word about this, which is really encouraging. But the reality is that for some of us, there's just that feeling of being overwhelmed, and that overwhelming feeling is one of hopelessness. But the Bible tells us that we have a hope, a hope that doesn't disappoint. Romans 5, 5. And so you can't be hopeless. (laughs) Your life is not hopeless. Our circumstances are never hopeless because of this hope. So cultivate hope continually. Hope for better days to come. Hope for the future, for what comes next. Maintain a calendar of hope which contains things that you can look forward to in the future. You know, make plans anyway, even if they have to be changed. <laughs> but cultivate hope in your heart and make space for it in your life. One of the things that's helped me uh, with this is grounding myself in creation. You know, I leave the TV and the internet, my own thoughts and and fears, and I take a look outside, and I look out and see the sun still comes up every day. The birds are still singing. The blessed dog next door is still barking. The stars still come out at night. The seasons are changing. We will get out of this. I have hope. Because, you see, God is still in charge, and he will be faithful, so you can have Hope every day. And surviving hard times depends on it. So, do you have hope? And have you cultivated hope in your heart? So, here we go. Say to yourself here's the declaration, here's the prayer, whatever you want to call it. I will hope in the Lord who is my help and in whom I choose to trust. The God who I see in creation lives. And so, today, It's going to be a good day and tomorrow is going to get even better because I have hope. So that's the second word. Thirdly, imagine. Here's the word imagine. I mean, the fact that we can imagine means that we don't have to live in the confinement and limitations of our current circumstances and restrictions, but in the freedom of our own imagination and creativity. And some have already found this. You know, for many people, lockdown and and changes the like of which we've never experienced before have been tremendous catalysts for creative thinking. New books have been written. New pictures have been drawn. New products have been invented. And apparently boredom is one of the reasons why this happens. There's more creativity released in times of boredom than when we fill our lives with all kinds of things. So use that boredom for something creative and amazing. There are also new ways of doing things that have been excused by our circumstances. So, for instance, one of the most remarkable things for me is is the prophecy school that we've been running now for eight months with the churches in Russia. Month on month, we've seen growth and connection. And last month, we had an amazing moment where... Uh, A man came came back after us and he said, look, I need to tell you that in that session, God set me free and ripped the gag from my mouth and confirmed my direction through a prophetic question he'd asked God that morning, which was directly answered that afternoon in the school. And lots of people, you know, are talking about when we get back to normal. But I've been thinking that perhaps it's more about imagining a different future altogether. A future where people find out about Jesus over the internet, as we've been discovering in our Alpha course. Where people connect with other believers from places where there are no churches. Think about that. A time when God moves by a spirit in ways that the world has never seen before. Can you imagine what that could be like? And what you can imagine... Uh, can take the limits off all that we've known before and all that we're going through now. And that takes us into a whole other supernatural dimension of what God has in store for us. As is in Corinthians 1, 2, 9, it says, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has ever imagined are the things that God has prepared for those who loved him. It's time to dream. It's time to dream. So say to Jesus, here's the prayer, here's the declaration. Lord Jesus, please show me what the Father is doing today so that I can follow you in that, because that's what I want to do too. Help me to dream with you. Come saturate my imagination with new thoughts and new ideas that come from you. Imagine. Celebrate is the next word. And I don't know why it is with human beings, but we always tend to focus on the negative in everything. Is that just me? Uh, I mean, someone can give us a whole lot of encouragement, but make one criticism, and you can guarantee that it's that one criticism that you remember, and you go over and over and over. Is that right? I mean, the media makes the most of this tendency because they want our attention. And so mostly the news is negative, and therefore that's what gets our attention. Doom and gloom, fear and despair. And the Bible tells us, it warns us, that what we look at is what we tend to become. And so is it any wonder that we become so discouraged and fearful so much of the time when we fill our minds and our thinking with those things? And surviving hard times uh, requires a different attitude because how many of you know that it is in our attitude that our altitude is determined? is how high we can fly. So we need to discipline ourselves to always look for the positive in every situation because even the smallest detail, detail can make a big difference. If not to our circumstances, and to our relationships, it can definitely make a difference to our hearts and our well-being. So here's the verse which I will say, Lord Jesus, will you please help me to see and to dwell upon whatsoever things are true, Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. Will you help me to think on these things in Jesus' name? That's Philippians 4 verse 8. So there you go. That's the word celebrate. The next word is the word laugh. Number five, laugh. You know, there's nothing like a good laugh to get you through hard times. It's true. It's true. Laughter is strong medicine, as the saying goes. According to one article I was reading recently, laughter strengthens your immune system, boosts mood, diminishes pain, protects you from the damaging effects of stress. Nothing works faster or more dependably to bring your mind and body back into balance than a good laugh. Humor lightens your burdens, inspires hope, connects you to others, and keeps you grounded focused and alert it also helps you to release anger and forgive sooner so when was the last time you laughed i mean really laughed for me i know it was most definitely on christmas day watching my mum try to do shiraz where the word she was stuck on was the word butch Oh my goodness, I think the whole thing was Butch, Sun, Cassidy and the Sundance Kid or something like that. Can you imagine my mum doing Butch? Okay, it was hilarious. We laughed until we cried. We even recorded it so we could play it again. Have we got the recording? No, we haven't mum, it's alright.
1: Um,
0: but make the most of Laughter. You know, look for the funny in everything. Never take yourself or laughter or, or life so seriously that you forget how to laugh. In God's presence we are told is fullness of joy. In in another place, the psalmist tells us that God sits in heaven and he laughs. Joy, Paul tells us, is the fruit of the Spirit. Proverbs tells us that it's a medicine for our soul. Do you need some medicine today? You know, I love the fact that one of Job's comforters makes this promise to him. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. I prophesy that over you. He will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. So what makes you laugh or who makes you laugh? (laughs) Make space for laughter to lighten your heart. Say this. Lord, will you unlock the storehouses of joy over my life and help me to laugh, to laugh at impossibility, to laugh with simplicity, to take the medicine of heaven and heal my heart. In Jesus' name, Amen. Laughter. Six, words. Watch the words that you allow to live within your head. You know, sometimes they slip out in unguarded moments and say, and they say so much about what is actually going on inside of our hearts. But watch the words that you choose to live by and find a way to talk to yourself that helps you to feel free on the inside. Now, last year we did a series on James and there was a talk there on the power of words. And I want to encourage you, listen to that again at this time. It's an appropriate word to keep reminding ourselves about. It was about how words have the power to shape and direct our whole lives, either for good or for harm. Proverbs 18.4 says a person's words can be life-giving water. Words of true wisdom are as refreshing as... As a bubbling brook. So, how are you feeling about yourself and your life at the moment? Just watch your words that they don't become lies bound up with some truth, but they're designed to stop you from being the person God made you to be. So, here's the prayer Father, will you show me any lies that I'm believing about myself, my life? or even about you right now, so that I can cancel them and set myself free. Help me to stay free on the inside, because where there is truth, I am set free. And where your spirit lives, there is freedom. Amen. So the next word is no. Number seven is no. Learn the power of saying no. I read this powerful line recently written by a lady who survived Auschwitz. She says that no is proof of your power. It makes you an author of power rather than a victim of fate. Too many people get caught in the trap of saying yes to the wrong things and no to the right things. Or of saying yes or no to any things. And we drift. We are aimless and directionless. We just go along with the flow and end up in all kinds of backwaters and trouble. Learn how to say no so that you are free to say yes. Because for too many, yes is robbed from us in the kingdom because of ungodly behaviors and habits that have damaged our walk with God and weighed us down with sins and condemnation or just apathy is enough and so we fail to survive we actually die spiritually anyhow paul writes grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled upright and godly lives in this present age there's a word for today so don't let this time of lonely disconnection drive you into ungodly habits that will be hard to break and lead you off into some dark alley where you are lost and find it hard to come back. Learn to say no, be powerful in saying no, and then you will grow in God, not only survive, but thrive. So do something about this today connect with someone who can stand with you and confess your sin to god so that he can forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness discover the power of saying no so that you can say yes and walk in freedom number eight remember here's the word remember in this time where the future is so uncertain one of the ways we can survive is to remember remember to hold on to the memories that have the power to make us feel alive. Cultivate them. Feed on them, knowing that God is faithful, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Grieve your losses. You know, express emotion to God about what's going on, but treasure precious moments and be thankful. So for me, I've got out photographs recently and just gone over holidays in France. The children growing up, moving to a new house, going over some of the miracles of provision that we've seen over the years. I've revisited some of those precious times where I've seen God move. I've talked over miracles we've seen, healings, deliverances, and found that their power is still there, even in the conversation. Our memories, you see, hold treasures for future breakthroughs and revelation. They strengthen us in the present so that we can say, Lord, what you have done before, do again now. Provide, heal, save, move. Remember. And at the same time, rekindle the fire from battles previously won. And we will see God do more today and in the future than we've seen in all the days that have passed. So remember and stand on what God has done because he is Faithful. Number nine, wonder. Wonder Wonders the word. Appreciate the beauty of childlike wonder. Never lose it, for in such curiosity is a mind that never stops learning and a body that never gets old. Jesus says, truly I say to you, unless you change and become like a little child, you'll never enter the kingdom. You'll never even see it. And one of the key reasons I think that some people never see miracles is because they've lost their childlike wonder. They've lost it so much they couldn't even see it if it was there in front of them. That's what I think. Staring in the face of a worldwide pandemic where none of us has the answer is a perfect opportunity to reclaim childlike faith. To sit with your father as a child and say, Daddy, Daddy. You need to do something about this. This problem is too big for me. It's too big for us. And number 10 is the word peace. I want to finish with this. One of the most important things that we need to learn in surviving hard times is how to guard our hearts with peace. Because that's the promise that we've been given in scriptures, that the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard. He will act as a guard for our hearts and our minds in Jesus Christ. That's Philippians four seven. And over the years, I've had some struggles with this. As a young man, particularly, I had quite a significant problem with anxiety and sometimes it comes back, and I have to deal with it all over again. So I had a bit of a wobble this week over something that happened, and I had to get myself in hand again by consciously speaking peace to myself. And, and I thought that what I've learned in this might help someone today. And so I'm going to tell you what I do, and you can do it with me if you like, uh, if you need some peace. So anybody needs some peace, well, here you go, try this. First of all, I just ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill me. So do that. And ask him to fill my body as a temple of his spirit. So come and fill me, Holy Spirit. I offer my body to you as a temple of your spirit. And then I close my eyes. And actually, for me, I did this in bed. I was just lying in bed uh, the other day. And I began to speak to myself in the same way that Jesus spoke to the wind and the waves. And I say, peace, be still. And it went something like this. So why don't you start with the top of your head to the tips of your toes. That's how I like to think of it. I speak to my head, to my thoughts, to the tightness in my throat. And I say, peace, Be still, right? Just do that to yourself now. I speak to my head, to my thoughts, and any tightness in my throat, and I say, peace, be still. Then I go down to the next bit, and I say, I speak to my chest, and any tightness there, that's where I often get it when I'm stressed, speak to my lungs, to my breathing, and I say, peace, be still. And then while I'm there, I say, I speak to my heart and any racing to my stomach and any churning. And I say, peace, be still. And I speak to my joints, my muscles, and any stress manifesting in my frame and the way I'm holding myself. And I say, relax, peace. Be still. And finally, I just pray, Jesus, let your peace guard my heart. A peace which you said, the world cannot know, but it is a peace that you've given to me. In Jesus' name, Amen. Apply peace to your heart. I don't know if you just felt the sense of peace just come into the room. It certainly did here. So just apply peace to ourselves. In Jesus' name. So how many of you have written uh, some of those words on the piece of paper? And if you've got the full house, then shout bingo and you'll get a prize. Um, Yeah, the prize is I'll pray with you (laughs) if you like. Um, But look, take some time this week. I just want to encourage you to do a bit of self-care. We started today with doing a bit of an inventory. We'll do a bit of self-care Perhaps, uh, you know, get the talk and listen to it again. Just let the Holy Spirit minister to you through it. Ask the Good Shepherd to pastor you, leading you into green pastures and by still waters so that you will know not only to survive but to thrive in your relationship with him over this time. I'm just going to finish with praying for you. I hate having this thing in front of me. I feel like I'm a bit closer now. If I come closer to you, I'm just going to pray for you. I'm just going to lay my hands on you. If you just need prayer right now to be ministered to, just imagine that I'm putting my hands on you right now. and I just speak the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ and his power and his grace to you and over your life. And Father, I pray that all that is in heaven will come to earth, that 2021 will be God's kingdom come. In each of our lives. And Father I speak protection over everyone who's watching right now. Father just remember Psalm 91 again. We take that again and use it as a weapon. And say Lord Jesus will you protect us. Will you strengthen us. And Father I pray that we will grow and thrive in this time. Not just survive. I pray Lord that we'd end this season with bread left over. Good news of things that you've taught us in this time. In Jesus' name. So I bless you. In Jesus' name. Have a wonderful week. And lots of love to you. See you soon. Goodbye.